the podcast on the mount where we talk about Jesus, discipleship, and community. Let's go! Hello and welcome to the podcast on the mount. Um, my name is Ademoni. Uh, today, Jonathan is not here with us. He couldn't be here because he's here to go somewhere. Um, but uh, we have a special guest uh, for you, just like we did the last time. And his name is uh, Dr. Kwabna uh, Amano. Um, I'll let him introduce himself and then uh, we get on with the business. So, Doc, um, you're welcome and please introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you very much. My name is Kwabina Dakwa Amano. I'm the senior pastor of the Crossroads Community Church and the director of Berea Academy, which is a theological institute. Okay, um, Doc, thank you very much. Um, yes, uh, so you mentioned that you are the uh, senior pastor of Crossroads Community. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Crossroads Community and uh, yeah. maybe a bit of its history and how it came to be? Yeah, Crossroads Community Church is an independent, non-denominational church. Our aim is to return to the Bible, to return to the scriptures, because we have studied from history that along the line the church deviated and brought in so many things which were unscriptural. So as much as God helps us, we want to go back to the early church, the ancient roots of the church, and, and try to imitate them. Our name, we are affiliated with the Berea Movement from South Korea. And the Berea Movement is a back to the Bible movement, which was begun by a South Korean minister some 30 years ago. Oh, I see. That's interesting. And uh, um, you also mentioned the uh, Berea Academy. Is it linked to the, the Berea Movement? Yes, it is. It is the educational wing of the Berea Movement, where uh-huh. people who want to go deeper into the scriptures, mm-hmm. there is a forum for them to study. It is a school. It's oh. a two-year uh, a theological institu- institution you, you you enroll you pay fees and then you study for two years oh I see and at the end of the two years what what do you is it, you get a degree or what what is it you, what do you get yeah in South Korea where the school began it is a postgraduate diploma it was actually designed for those who have already completed a traditional Bible school and uh, but in Ghana because we are not accredited with a national accreditation board we don't call it anything it's just a certificate that is given to those who come for training oh okay okay that's that's uh, insightful I see you also uh, run a, a barrier ministers fellowship uh, if, if I got the name right then I, I actually attend uh, which I, I, I like so what is the idea behind uh, such a, a Ministers' Fellowship. So, uh, the purpose of the Barrier Ministers' Fellowship is to provide continuous theological education uh, at first for the alumni of the Barrier Academy, but it was open uh, to anyone who wanted uh, a forum for theological discourses and discussions. Mm, I see. Um, um, so, so who, who facilitates who? Uh, so far, I am the main resource person, okay. and we suggest a, t- a topic, and then after the lecture, we do a discussion among ourselves. Okay, mm. I see. Well, what um, I, I I think last year also uh, the subject was on on eschatology. <laughs> How did that come to be the case that you were discussing eschatology? I mean, this is just a side. Yeah, <laughs> usually it it, it it comes up as a as a as a, usually in the previous call, in the previous discussion, someone will ask a question that will necessitate that we, we treat a particular topic the uh, following week. Okay. And that is how <laughs> the topics have come out. Okay. <laughs> so with any particular with any particular subject, someone will raise an issue mm-hmm. which will not be able to, will not be able to deal with so, during the session. Yes, yes. So we, we we promise that okay then the next time we are going to deal with that. Okay. So somebody had asked a question about eschatology and it wasn't something we we're going to be able to deal with. So I said okay then why don't we go uh uh through the whole gamut of yeah, eschatological yeah, discourses. Yeah. Oh, okay that, that that's really interesting. Um but um why why do you think we need uh, uh, continuous theological education? 
Yeah, for 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 some for those who come to the Bible school, we want them to understand that uh, learning does not stop after you have graduated. You okay. still continue. You still must continue to learn mm-hmm. uh, on your own. Mm-hmm. But we create a forum once every two months for us to come back to refresh our memories and to continue to learn mm-hmm. theologically. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <clears throat> um, you know, given the typical Ghanaian landscape we have right now, uh, there's a lot of pastors, a lot of ministers going about doing what they are doing. One of the questions that somebody will ask is, uh, I mean, why why do I need to get you know trained in in in, in, a, in a theological fashion? Why do I need that? I mean, Jesus said uh, the Spirit to give us utterance, uh, you know. So, uh, what's what's this whole business about <laughs> getting theologically trained? Actually, whatever we do, we are following the footsteps of Jesus. Okay, Jesus took three years to train his disciples theologically. Mm. It was both his. His was different. It was not a classroom one. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, 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 they were just following him as he was teaching them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, training for whatever profession that there is in this world mm-hmm. is very important and essential and necessary. If you think that you don't need training, then you don't want to be an expert in your field. Mm. So, if you want to handle the Bible. I think you need training in how to handle the Bible. We have an unfortunate situation in Ghana. Most of the Pentecostal and Charismatic churches, which appear to be doing well, their leaders didn't have any theological education. In fact, at a certain time in the 70s, they even frowned upon theological education and ridiculed those who who studied. For example, I remember one popular Charismatic preacher now who has a large church. He called those who had PhDs in theology pothole diggers. Oh, wow! <laughs> but I'm I'm happy that now they have realized their need. So they all have theological institutions in their churches, even though they didn't have the the advantage of going through theological education. Okay, and that probably is why there are so many errors and so many unscriptural things which are being done because they didn't have the benefit of theological education. So they think that yes, unction is there, but you need training. They think that scholarship is unnecessary. For theological work, mm-hmm. all you need is to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But of course, the Bible was written with the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. but translated by scholars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I made that point at an event already, and uh, people were staring at me a bit. But <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's actually a, a very important point. I think we, we, we need to continue to keep in mind. Um, um, you know, speaking on, on this particular subject, um, it actually brings something to mind. Um, given that uh, you you mentioned uh, Pentecostal charismatic churches, and I think a, a host of other churches, given that they, they started on a trajectory where, um, uh, I mean, theological uh, insight and education was not that necessary, um, is is the current uh, move towards being more theologically grounded actually changing anything within uh, uh, these uh, churches? No, it is not changing anything because the leaders themselves, who are the movers and the changers, don't avail themselves of the training. Uh-huh. They rather okay. send their gene up. For example, you talked about Dr. Drew. They mm-hmm. have a whole institution to train people from the spiritual churches mm-hmm. but the leaders themselves don't go to the school yeah, they yeah. send their little boys <laughs> to go and their little boys can't bring any changes and therefore there are no changes taking place wow this is a sad cycle <laughs> <laughs> this is a sad state of affairs I mean, incidentally uh, even though the leaders now like the titles scholarly titles mm-hmm. they just travel to America stay in some campus for two weeks and they come back with a doctorate degree yeah, and I, they call themselves doctors and professors. Hmm. Ah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, I think on I mean on the subject of change, I, I'm I'm very much interested in the subject of change because I I I feel that definitely we need we definitely need to be uh, to see some change in, in Ghanaian in Christianity. 
Uh, but that's that's my 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 thoughts. What what is your general impression on, on Ghanaian Christianity and the trajectory that it's it's going? Um, in fact, in not only in Ghana, in the non-Western world now, mm, okay. uh, Christianity seems to have overtaken Christianity in the Western world. Unlike in the past, where this place was dark yeah. and the gospel wasn't here, mm. and in 1911 when they had a meeting in Edinburgh. They were so afraid that Islam would take over Africa. Oh, okay. Yes, because they didn't know how the gospel was going to come to Africa. But now the gospel appears to have uh, spread in in the non-Western world more than in the Western world. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, it is a Pentecostal and a charismatic wing which mm-hmm. is in the forefront of this spread. Okay. Okay. And uh, I, I am very skeptical about the theology, the charismatic and the Pentecostal theology. I think it is faulty. Okay. Yeah, but um, are they, do you think um, the leadership within these two streams of, of Christianity is willing to, or one, are they aware that, do they feel that there is something faulty going on? And no, they are not. Hmm. Because they have got the numbers. Okay. They have got the resources, they have captured the airwaves, okay. and they, they are in the forefront. And a lot of scholarly work has been done on their movement, mm-hmm. and therefore it convinces them that, that they, are, they are in the lead and they are doing well. Okay. But I'm afraid that they are not, that I'm not sure they are doing well. Hmm. I see. Yeah. Um, um, what, what, what do you think fundamentally needs to change? I mean, let me. Let me Maybe one for those two streams of Christianity, and then two the larger Christian body in Ghana. What are what are some of the things, key things that for you the need Pentecostal to and the charismatic movement? Change would take a move of God because it sits well, very very well with the African. Okay, the African has existential needs. Mm-hmm. And those needs are the ones the charismatic and the Pentecostal movements uh, hammer on. And therefore, many Africans are so attached to that movement, and it would be very difficult to bring a change unless God himself brings the change. Because even if the the needs are not practically being met, Mm -hmm. the hope, they are are giving the hope that it will be met. And so they keep on staying there, Hoping that if it hasn't come today, to come tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it never comes, <laughs> but they keep on giving them hope that it will come. Okay. And a theology that is based on meeting the existential needs of people, for which reason they flock to such places, mm-hmm. is faulty, because that is not what the New Testament presents. The New Testament does not seem to give any such hope to people in this world. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but but if that is a um what about what about the uh, the more you could say orthodox uh, forms of Christianity um wh- why haven't they been able to uh, to make an impact well they have made an impact but why why do you think they have they are, they, are, they they have more or less been overtaken by uh, yeah, uh, they have been overtaken because of still this same problem of African existential needs. When the missionaries came, mm-hmm. they were not preaching that kind of gospel. They were like giving you hope for the next world. Mm-hmm. Live a moral life, serve God, worship God, leave your idols, leave your traditions, which they thought were, were, was pagan, were mm-hmm. pagan. Mm-hmm. And then come to serve the living God mm-hmm. and hope that in the next world you will have a reward. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But because now the the other wing, the Pentecostal and the Charismatic, are hammering on the existential needs, so they are also losing their members. Yeah, because they are also Africans. Yeah. Uh huh. So uh, people are thinking that oh, they are they are their kind of Christianity is cold. Mm -hmm. That kind of Christianity doesn't meet our needs, Mm -hmm. and therefore. People are moving. Unfortunately, they are also gradually copying. Yeah, yes, gravitating in that gravitating towards Yeah, but I, 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 I have. I'm a bit worried uh, by a, a position that uh, that states Christianity to do to to give hope only for the afterlife. Um, you know, when 
when in at your recent event, I, I, I when I uh, when the question time came, I said I wanted to ask a question about contextualization, but then that had the opportunity had passed. But um, wouldn't um, doesn't doesn't the if if our, our more traditional churches uh, maybe took a second look at at at, at both the, the vision cast by the old and the new testament. Um, wouldn't they be able to recover a theology that actually integrates? Uh, well, actually, the they two? do. Their theology is actually not bad. I think the problem over time is that they they have got ministers who are just professional priests, professional ministers, okay. who themselves are not well grounded in the Lord, okay. who may not be Christians. But they are just ministers. Well, that's and a that strong is how statement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you say they will not be Christians. <laughs> <laughs> and as for their theology, I'm not sure there is there is much problem with it okay. because they do they do actually combine both now and the future, mm-hmm. uh, old and new. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sometimes I even think that they overemphasize the old yes, at yeah, the expense yeah, of yes, the new. Yes, yes, but I that is okay. It is because the church actually is dying spiritually. Okay. Okay. I um, um uh, well it's uh, I'm supposed to be interviewing but I I want to give my thoughts on, on it anyway. <laughs> Cuz I I think that um if um when 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 I look at the new testament I see uh, a much more integrated uh, um uh, gospel. I see the the for example the early Christians being very concerned about about uh I mean the livelihood of one another, being able to you know give their money to take care of one another, and so on. And I, I, I my my problem when I look at the traditional churches has been that um, they have a ten, they have had a tendency to view that as a side issue, and and have the focus only on you know making sure the soul received the way to heaven. And I think that that has probably been. How uh, these other movements in Christianity have then be able to uh, tap on that and not really not do so much to actually solve that problem, but like you're saying, give hope, a lot of hope. Um, so if if we had, uh, I mean, don't you think that if we had, um, um, whether it's I mean, a Pentecostal charismatic tradition or whatever, I mean. We want uh, Christianity to to look more like Jesus, more like the New Testament. So, wh- if both whatever streams of Christianity, if we were working towards a more uh, integrated uh, theology and practice of of discipleship and community, I I, I think we would have a, a greater win win. No? Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I agree with you. I think we if we can all go back to the early church yeah. and. Uh, uh, Minister to the church, uh, the the ecclesia, mm-hmm. the congregants, mm-hmm. rather than the institution. Okay, we will uh-huh. be doing uh-huh. better. Mm-hmm. The problem has come because of the redefinition of the ecclesia mm-hmm. as the institution. Okay, and so we think that all the resources must go to support the institution. Yes, whereas in the New Testament. He went to support the, the congregants, mm-hmm. the ecclesia, which mm-hmm. is actually the ecclesia, the, the assembly of God's people. Yes. Uh-huh. The first chapel I have read in history was constructed 300 years after the death of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So all that time, they didn't need money to build chapels. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to buy paint, pay light bill and all that. Mm-hmm. So all whatever money they collected went to support and to meet the needs of the people who were in the church. Yeah. When that thing changed... Mm. And then the church became an institution. Mm. We have buildings, and now we are having more complex buildings, yes. uh, which require a lot of maintenance. Money, yes. uh-huh. So the money, instead of going to the church, which mm. is a congregants, is rather going to the structures and institutions, mm. paying drivers, paying, paying yeah. and buying cars and things. So that's yeah. why we are neglecting the real essence of the church. Mm. I, 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 I think. Uh, I totally agree that that's mm. a very interesting uh, way to look at it. And. Um, we, we you, you you recently did an event uh i think last monday uh was it what the second May, yeah yes. okay yeah on on the subject of prophecy um why why did you think it was necessary to talk on <laughs> to to bring it to the fore yeah as as part of our graduation ceremony every year 
we try to organize a public lecture. Okay. Our aim is to let people know we are a small community hiding somewhere in a little corner in Accra. Mm-hmm. So during our graduation, we, as part of our activities for the graduation, we organize a public lecture where we invite the, the public to come and hear what we are also doing here. Okay. And usually we take a topical issue mm-hmm. uh, and then we, we give a lecture and mm-hmm. invite people to come for a discussion. Okay. And that was the reason why. Knowing that in recent times, uh, prophets and prophetesses and prophecy has become a very controversial issue mm. and probably people are waiting to hear the church make a very uh, categorical statement about what we should make of all the things which are happening. Mm. So we decided to make a contribution towards that. Mm. That was the essence of the public lecture. Mm. I see. And um, in, in I mean during the lecture the um, you you actually did trace uh, history of prophecy and prophetic uh, uh, ministry in Ghana for uh, I don't know since uh, the nineteenth century early twentieth century okay to 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 today um, um, you know, one of the um, I mean before I get to even the question I want to ask I remember this um, a friend of a friend shared a, a communique. That came from uh, one of the largest Pentecostal churches in Ghana. Um, I think some years ago, I've forgotten when, on the subject of women and head coverings, okay. and and the, the the church had decided that it was no longer a requirement. Um, however, in the communique that I read, um, the 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 they attributed the the development of uh, this requirement. For women and head coverings to be something that probably came from the culture around us, you know, because our Ghanaian uh, traditionally uh, women tend to cover their hair and so on and so forth, and and I, I was a bit disappointed with the reason given for for that because uh, I, I'm quite aware that within that tradition, even before it came to Ghana, that, that issue was actually a very strong theologically argued issue, not a culturally uh, argued issue. Um, so that, 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 that actually brings me uh, first and foremost to, 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 I mean, to, to the topic that we're discussing right now. Um, how 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 well are we, uh, uh, our churches, uh, prepared to to realize where theologically we may be going wrong, and so that I mean, if we we need to make a public statement about something that we did before, which today we think is no longer valid, we do not couch it under I don't know <laughs> weird arguments which actually would surprise anybody who is familiar with the history of the subject uh, I think that uh, uh, every denomination must have let's say a college of theologians okay. who are well versed in the scriptures in theology as well as in the history of the denomination Okay. so that in matters like this it is referred to them mm-hmm. I remember somebody told me about the Pentecostal church in the UK they have a the Christian Barristers Association within the church, their denomination. Hmm. So in a matter of legal concern, it's referred to them. Okay. And they make a statement for the church to now announce to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. In the Presby Church, they do. They have a theological college okay. where they have a general assembly. So when they go and there are any issues which border on theology, they refer it to the theological college. They discuss it, deliberate, and then they come up with what the Presbyterian Church stands, stands for. On this Unfortunately, okay. in the case of the one you mentioned, it was just the chairman who came up and made an announcement. Oh, huh, okay. I mean, I re- I respect that chairman a bit, yes. but you know, I was disappointed with. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't coming from a college or a college where they had thought through yes. the statement before it came out. Okay. Uh huh. It was just. Probably his own personal dislike for what was happening, and mm-hmm. then, in fact, I'm told that he had a lot of opposition from within. Yeah, I can understand that yes. there, 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 there would be, and and especially when the issue was 
we, uh, the Bible scriptures were quoted to actually support that uh, requirement. Uh, <laughs> that is that is the problem with denominationalism. Okay, I don't think that denominationalism is scriptural, mm-hmm. even though it has good advantages yeah. and has helped some churches. Mm-hmm. Once it becomes a denomination, it's not so different from the Catholic Church where the Pope <laughs> uh, speaks yeah, sort of, for yes, the rest of yeah, the, church, the rest huh? of church. So once somebody is a chairman, for as long as he's there, any changes that he makes, nobody can stand against it. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. change you can change them when he has left, and mm-hmm. then another person comes, Jones, then he also then, brings his changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if he, they happen not to be based on the scripture, uh-huh. it's unfortunate for the church. They will have to wait until another one comes. <laughs> and sometimes it is eight years. Oh yeah, it is eight years. <laughs> So, I mean, on, on this basis, uh, on on the, on the prof- topic of prophecy, I I, I find that um, there are certain theological positions, and this this is a question that I I wanted to raise to you before then that there are certain theological positions which actually make it difficult for even people who grew up within these traditions to actually question um, the behavior of people who claim to be prophets and miracle healers and whatever and so on to be i i can give a specific example um when when uh, uh, i think is it two years or so when uh Obinim first came in the news that he had attacked somebody at a radio station um um he he did mention that uh, another uh, charismatic preacher was his mentor and that preacher was actually called, and uh, he said, "Oh, yeah, that's true." But what he has done was, uh, you know, a bad thing, and he should he need to stop it, blah blah, and so on. Now, one of the defenses that Obinim used to defend himself was that um, the pastors who were criticizing him were pastors who were incapable of doing the signs and wonders that he is capable of doing, and therefore they are just jealous of him, and that. His ability to do those signs and wonders is is the uh, the stamp that shows him to be a genuine uh, uh, man of God or whatever you want to call it. Now, um, there are certain scriptural passages which uh, tend to be quoted in support of this. So my worry is um, if if and and uh, I remember I, I I'm a I'm a former Pentecostal so. My, my, I, I wonder if uh, I wonder how these lines of Christianity can then, you know, strengthen their own church members to be critical of these things when more or less it is almost within the canon, if you want to call it that, uh, when a person is doing science and wonders or whatever, he is actually, you know, a, a genuine minister. I remember this so-called mentor actually has a book. Which the title of the book is "Demonstrating the Power of the Spirit." So, and and on it he had you know pictures of him doing signs and miracles at a crusade. So how 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 can there be a critique if <laughs> the, the, the 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 solution to this problem is for all of us to become very literate in the scriptures? Yeah. Because the scriptures themselves talk about people who do science, but which are lying science. Okay. So even the scriptures themselves tell us that not all signs are an endorsement from God mm. of a particular preacher or a particular man of God. Mm. And therefore, if all of us will educate ourselves in the scriptures, or the denomination that the churches will take upon themselves to really teach the scriptures, or to magnify the office of teachers. Okay. In many of these places, teachers... Teachers' offices are not magnified at all. You need to give me a bit more detail on that. What do you mean by magnify? Sorry, what do you magnify the yes. position of teachers? Yes, in many, what, what, many of these churches, mm-hmm. you, you go and clearly you you know who a pastor is and the pastor's role is defined. You know uh, a deacon or a deaconess is mm-hmm. his or her role is defined, mm-hmm. and usually you have a prophet yeah. or an evangelist. Mm-hmm. These are the own and an apostle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But teachers, it's you don't even hear. There are many people who I'm not sure know that there is me a spiritual gift called teaching no. in the church. Uh-huh. And so 
their their roles are not promoted in the church. Even if they are there, they are not allowed to play their roles very well. Okay. Uh-huh. And I think that we should begin to uh, unearth those who have teaching gifts mm-hmm. and train them mm-hmm. and give them the chance to provide teaching for the church mm. so that if the whole church is educated in the scriptures, mm-hmm. it will be a little easier for us to identify a sign which is a lie mm-hmm. and a sign which is true. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't uh, despise signs. Mm-hmm. I still believe that God still performs signs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't believe that every sign that is done in the church is from God. Okay. If a majority of them are not, okay. a few of them probably may be. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I've um, visited a few churches and I mean, in my life before and also by virtue of weddings, also had a few sermons before. And sometimes um, I get the impression that... Um, um, we, we we most of our churches have uh, have somehow fused the the work of being a, a, an elder or a pastor and a teacher um so it's it's almost taken for granted that um if you are uh, an elder or so you must be able to teach the bible and and therefore it ends i i, I hear some atrocious <laughs> sermons I mean <laughs> if I want to put it that way and, um, so my, my, my question is if you, if you wanted to um, uh, more or less magnify the, the, the teaching gifts and, and, and how do we do that in our current structures where it is assumed that um, uh, a pastor or an elder in a church is somehow automatically a good teacher or how 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 do we do that? Yeah, so I think that because uh, because of our setting where we don't actually isolate someone who has a gift of teaching and encourage him to teach, mm-hmm. I think we should be careful in the kind of pastors and the elders that we have, so that he can combine his role as a pastor with a teacher as well. Okay. So that the pastor will be a pastor teacher. That okay. one solves the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shouldn't just make somebody an elder because he is able to administer the church mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. must also be able to teach okay i mean if we take teaching to be that yeah, serious that's serious yeah we should look for an elder or a pastor who is able to teach okay and then you can combine the two gifts of pastoring and teaching okay i um you know you actually make a, uh, an interesting point because uh, there's a very good friend of mine who is a, a teaching pastor or they, they call it a teaching pastor in a if you, you attended our program, uh, yes. so you saw him on, in our video, and basically his job is just to teach. He doesn't do any administrative work. He doesn't. Everything is his. He's he's paid to teach, and he has a team that he works with to prepare and so on. And I find it an interesting way to to sort of uh, deal with with uh, with that problem. Yeah, I think we they, should have more of those. Yeah, unfortunately in Ghana. If you're a teacher, you even know yourself, you identify yourself as a teacher. Mm. Because you lack the support, you force yourself to become a pastor. Okay. Even if you don't, you, you, you think you are not called as a pastor, yes. you are just called as a teacher. Mm-hmm. You should just have the base mm-hmm. and the support of other people so mm-hmm. that you can just focus on teaching. Mm-hmm. In Ghana, if you remain a teacher, you cannot function. <laughs> you don't have the support in your okay. church. You have the support. Okay. Uh huh. And so most most people uh, have to become pastors mm-hmm. and take on administrative roles as well. Okay. And therefore, I think that in some way, I I would have liked to just be a teacher and not mm-hmm. be a pastor. Okay. But if I'm a teacher and I'm not a pastor of this congregation, I won't have the support to do my teaching. Mm-hmm. So this provides the base. Okay. And therefore, I struggle to be a pastor. But I love to just be a teacher. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I mean, maybe so then, if if say you work with a team who took on a lot more of the pastoral responsibilities, yes. then it would still enable you to act yes. a bit. So, so uh, that is what I'm aiming at. Only that at the moment, I have them in name, oh, but okay. they don't perform well. Ah. Therefore, I've had to come back to do a lot of the administrative work as well. Okay. But I have them. They are there in the name of an administrator, have an associate minister, and all that. Okay. But because they don't, they don't, they are not pulling their weight. Okay. I've had to combine the two. But mm-hmm. I wish one day 
they are able to perfect their skills and then mm-hmm. I'll leave those ones to them and mm-hmm. then I'll focus on teaching. Ah, okay. And well, writing. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. Well, that, well, well we, we, we live to see that day. We pray <laughs> to see that day. <laughs> you know, in America, they have, they have succeeded. Okay. So there are people, even though they are charismatic and Pentecostals and I don't really like their, their teaching, but mm-hmm. They are they are people who are just teachers. Okay. They are they don't pastor churches, mm-hmm. but they have an a, 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 an established organization. Okay. Uh-huh. They move from state to state. They advertise beforehand. Okay. They hire a hotel. Mm. People pay to be there. Yeah. They pay to stay in the hotel. They pay to attend the program, mm-hmm. and therefore they have the resources to move around. They don't have no churches. They don't oh, pastor okay, okay, churches. Okay. They are just teachers. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> if I think uh, obviously that would be more difficult to do in Ghana. In Ghana, it will be difficult. Yeah, you'll, be, you'll be starved with resources. <laughs> but I'm, 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 you're giving me ideas. I'm thinking about it this way. If you had, um, if if the if the congregation understood uh, that maybe this is what we need to do, and therefore um, sort of empowered such teachers so that they could focus a lot more on that and um, enable you know others to then take up um, the, the other rules which are also critical and important there's no doubt about that yes. uh, to take up these other rules then um, if I mean even if you are not somebody who was going from church to church or whatever it was but even if you stayed with uh, with one congregation or whatever I, I um, maybe that, that that could be a yes, way it is all because we don't really we don't really isolate the gift of teaching. Okay. For us, it's not so important. Okay. Everybody should be able to teach. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. Otherwise, in places where... They, of course, we, we, we identify the role of a prophet. That way, we know not everybody <laughs> prophesies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Evangelists, uh-huh. in many of the denominations, they have uh-huh. evangelists. Uh-huh. Apostles, they have. But teachers, <laughs> no, they don't have. Because they think everybody should be able to teach. Uh, okay, okay, okay. But isn't, isn't that a self-inflicted problem? It is. It is. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, because I, um, uh, I mean, sometimes, sometimes, and uh, people tend to disagree with me on this subject. But I, I, I believe that uh, some of our own uh, previous uh, theological positions have actually affected us negatively. I mean, for example, if we say that uh, uh, we, I mean, the simple statement from the Protestant Reformation where we say sola scriptura. Um, and we actually uh, like uh, Martin Luther empowered everybody that they must be able to read the Bible for themselves and 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 uh, I mean, with, with the help of the Spirit be able to come to their own conclusions. I I think that is hurting us, and I think maybe the church needs to acknowledge that. Oh, but I'm in, not in sure we can, we can blame Luther much. No, it was because of where he was coming. Yes, from. yes. totally. Um, <laughs> He, he was in the midst of a reformation. Yes. So it needed to happen. And but he was I, coming I from a, bag, a background where the scriptures were taken away from yes, the exactly. person. <laughs> so he wanted to restore it yes, to, yes, to everybody. But, and, and, but, um, one of the, you know what? One of the things I, I find fascinating reading church history is that um, someone said that we, 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 we take moments and we make them into monuments. Um, we, some, I think when we are teaching, we do not uh, explain the context readings which certain things came up, and therefore uh, uh, we're more nuanced about how we are teaching it. Because obviously, like you're saying, Luther was in the midst of a reformation uh, from when the Bible had been locked up. Uh, but if we are now going to make it open, then making uh, yes, it happened then. But I think subsequent, those who came after him. Then used his statement to make a case that everybody is independently capable of arriving at more or less the, the, the same conclusion when they read the Bible. And I mean, no, I'm not sure they used. I'm not sure they used sola scriptura to that end. Okay, only that they use sola scriptura to the end that mm-hmm. whatever you believe or mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. The authority must come from the scriptures. Okay, mm-hmm. but they acknowledge that not everybody could read and understand. Just that 
in, in the first step, they wanted to restore the scriptures to the ordinary people. <laughs> okay. So you have it, you read it, <laughs> you try it the way you can, <laughs> but at least acknowledge that there are people who have the gift of teaching who will come yeah. and they will straighten up your understanding and belief. But do we, do, do we really, um, I mean, if, 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 the, if that is the case, then like you are saying, we, we then truly need to elevate the, the, the gift do. of teaching. Um, I'm, I, I, Personally, I hardly read um, pastors. Most of the people I read are theologians. Um, um, and I benefit a lot from them in terms of they refocusing my mind on, on the, the key issues. But um, how do we get Christians to realize the value of, of scholarship? Uh, how I mean, yeah. How do we? How do yeah, we get the, the mainline churches are not bad when it comes to that. Okay, they they mm-hmm. value it, mm-hmm. and therefore it has become very competitive among their ministers. Okay, each one is trying to acquire a higher degree, and sometimes uh, they are even doing that at the expense of spirituality. Yes, which is very bad. Yeah. And when you come to the Pentecost charismatic, we have taken it to the other extreme <laughs> where. We even hate scholarship. Uh, yeah, but my and the, so uh, shouldn't we be working at finding that balance? We have to. Yeah, because um, I, I uh, shouldn't the goal be uh, that the scholarship must lead towards you know uh, practicalizing that is, and that applying. That is what it must be. But when you hate scholarship, you yeah. won't even allow, you won't even uh, encourage it to grow in your Yes, dreams. but I'm, 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 I'm in, in a lot of respects, I, I'm much more critical of the mainline churches than of them. No, 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 they are no, okay. My point, my they, point they, is... They, they, they want to get scholarship, they are not bad. It's all that they are doing that at the expense of spirituality. That, yes. That's exactly where I'm coming from, yeah. because if, if, um, if the goal of scholarship is not um, so we can acquire the knowledge to actually build and strengthen the the, 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 the body of Christ, the ecclesia to actually uh, live the Christian life differently then uh, maybe the goal of it is to rise up on the ladder or yeah, for self-development <laughs> which is what it has become over there okay. if you don't have a PhD you will be transferred to a village uh-huh. And you rot there. If you have a PhD, you are stationed in a city. And you have a larger congregation. And the perks that come along are plenty. So you live a very comfortable life. So the craze for uh, theological scholarship is not so much as to come and help the church. But for personal advancement and for personal development. That's why it's it's become very competitive over there. So they transfer somebody. (coughs) They send somebody to... America to go and study, and the person decides that he doesn't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole kind of worms you don't want to open. <laughs> no, but coming here to the other, the other end, the Pentacle Charismatic, as now they hate it. Yeah, I, they I, hate I, scholarship. I, Initially, when when uh, they acknowledge the value mm-hmm. of scholarship, mm-hmm. they send their people to non-denominational seminaries, yes. which was okay. Yes. But now, they have all established their own little seminaries within their denominations. And what are they teaching? They are just indoctrinating yeah. their people. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes I see some of the so-called stuff that uh, people are supposed to learn and uh, gives me the shakes. <laughs> so I, I, mean, I, 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 I do worry, especially about uh, you know all sorts of uh, Bible schools and so-called theological seminaries popping up all over the place because uh, it's only making us more insular, um, which is sad. But well, <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, if we, if if. If our mainline uh, churches are failing to, to, if, if they are gaining the the scholarship for the purpose of promotion or whatever I mean self competition whatever it is, and uh, particular charismatics are more or less self indoctrinating, in then where lies the hope? Sometimes, sometimes I I become a little scared. 
But my mind always goes back to what Jesus said that uh, the, 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 the gate is narrow. Mm-hmm. And okay. very few people will find it. As scary as it is, that's what Jesus said. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. The few is what I don't know whether his few is, is huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't know the number. <laughs> <laughs> But otherwise, the way Christianity is going in our part of the world is dangerous because the well-known who seem to have made it and and who have become the role models for the younger ones who are mm-hmm. coming up, mm-hmm. they have deviated. As far as I'm concerned, they okay. have deviated. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the young ones who are coming up and following after them also mm-hmm. are following after their footsteps. The, they have taken over the airwaves and yes, people yes, have yes. begun to think that that is normal that is what Christianity yes, that, um, is what, what, uh, uh, what we in the software world call the mind share okay. uh, uh, on the particular technology so when it becomes the dominant thing even though it may not necessarily be the best yes. <laughs> um, what, what, what then for what, what, can, what can those who believe there's a better way to do it who want to stay faithful uh, to the Christianity that we see in the New Testament what can such people do what in what ways can they also uh, sort of get their voice heard is it it it, it 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 will not be easy yeah. because of the lack of resources for such because they are either smaller mm-hmm. or but of course, there are bigger ones which are also good. Mm-hmm. I think we must also come up and come forward. Yeah. Like we are using our annual lectures, at least to tell a little of what we do, mm-hmm. of what we stand for. Mm-hmm. I think we shouldn't shy away and let them take over the airwaves. Yeah. We should also use the technologies that are available mm-hmm. to also present an alternative so that some pe- the people will have a choice. Yes. Uh, they will know that oh this is not the only way Christianity mm-hmm. is presented and that there are other ways and that they can make a comprising and mm-hmm. decide on and what decide they think they want okay. but where it, there is only one which is over there any seeker after God mm-hmm. takes that as the only thing that is available mm-hmm. thinking that that is the only way mm-hmm. to serve God mm-hmm. we have to provide them with choices mm-hmm. by others who also think that they have something different to come up and mm-hmm. to, present, to present them um well um what 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 would be your your your, your closing thoughts basically um, and i don't know advice you want to give uh, anybody listening uh, to us today i mean any Ghanaian regarding christianity and so on yeah as we, as we wrap up Ghanaians are, are said to be christian and uh uh we are we are said to be seventy percent Christian, mm. and therefore, uh, serving out of any ten people are supposed to be believers in in Christ and in God. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the reality on the ground is not like that. So, my advice to all Ghanaians is that don't don't just be okay with being a member of a church. Don't just be okay with owning a Bible or reading it every day. You should ask God to find out if the church you belong to is not good. Have the courage to leave and look for a better one. We are living <laughs> in dangerous times. If persistently your heart does not sync with what your church is doing and is disturbing you, don't sit there and complain. Go look for a better one and feel, uh, and then move. And everybody should seek after Christ. Don't just be satisfied that you belong to a church, you have a Bible and you read. Mm. It is not enough. Mm. Be sure that you are in Christ and Christ is in you and you are a child of God and you have a hope in the next world. Mm. Amen. Um, before we go, I have one last question. It just came to mind. Um, I mean, you spoke recently on the subject of uh, prophecy and how to uh, detect divination or prophecy. Um, do we do you do you think that um, modern day individualism, both within the world and within the church, has any contribution to why we we see a rise in this? 
Yeah, I think so, <laughs> to a large extent. Uh, the church from the beginning was was a, was a social entity, was a community, and I don't know along the line the church departed from that one. Everyone is on his own. Everyone seeks after God in his own way, which is not bad anyway. Personal development is, yeah. is allowed yeah. Yeah. in the scriptures, <clears throat> but where we become so individualistic. Then everyone thinks that everyone should seek God in his own way. And therefore, uh, we, will, we will create our own voices, different and, and, and individual voices to mm-hmm. hear, mm-hmm. to be directed, purporting mm. to, to come from God. Mm. Well, thank you very much. Uh, this is a podcast where we, we see uh, our focus is on discipleship and community. So... Um, asking questions about uh, individualism and community and so on are very important. That's why I added that last bit. But uh, Doc, thank you very much uh, for having us and uh, for this interview. And uh, we wish you all the best in what you are doing. And thank you too. We hope also that all those who actually desire a different kind of Christianity will actually stand up and be counted and uh, put in uh, their best under the guidance of the Spirit of God to move in a different direction thank you for listening and uh, uh, see you next time they will bring you a discussion uh, thank you and uh, if you have any questions you know where to reach us um, podcast on the MNT that's on Twitter and podcast on the Mount on Facebook um, hit us up and uh, we'll respond as soon as we can see you bye for listening to this episode of the podcast on the mount you can ask a question make a comment or just reach out to us on our facebook page podcast on the mount and on twitter at podcast on the mnt 